the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Project. And today I'm sitting down with Miko Arompa. And I really hope I said his name right this time. He is a global CrossFit athlete. The guy has competed in the CrossFit Games multiple times. He is ranked in the top 30, the top 100, the top 50. Recently, he ranked in the top 50 in the CrossFit Open for the Masters category. The guy is an absolute powerhouse and a wealth of knowledge. He dives into so many different things in this episode from recovery to what he does in terms of PRs at his age. I'm the same age as him and it was such a good learning opportunity for me to understand recovery a little bit better and PRs because we all want to hit our personal best every time we go out to train. And he gets into that and how he trains around the 80% range and keeps it there so that his body's still fresh. It's a great episode. If you have any questions, please DM us. We can pass them on to him or you can just find him directly in our show notes on Instagram and leave us a rating or review and you might win a t-shirt. Thanks guys. All this and more in today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Project. I'm sitting down with Miko Arampa. Arampa. Right? Arampa. And you're from... I'm from Finland. You're from Finland. All right. I had no idea, man. I was clueless on where you were from. So how'd you get to Dubai? I was like six years ago. I was asked to coach in Archman, CrossFit Sand Warriors back then. And one thing led to another. I came to visit the guys here. And then things works pretty good. And then I just decided that I'm going to try that and then I move over here. So now it's been almost six years now and now living in Dubai. So coaching at the CrossFit Elliott at the moment. Yeah. I mean, you've been at Elioth for, you've been at Elioth for six years or just in Dubai for six uh, years? I've been in this country for almost six years. Wow. Wow. And with Elliott, almost four years. So. Oh, that's amazing. And now you're X Games athlete, right? How yep. many, have you been individual games or just team games or? I mean, what's your whole background from the CrossFit perspective? I've been individuals 11, 12, and 13 those years. So six years ago, I started 2009. So I've been competing almost 10 years. And at the games, I was three times uh, individuals. What were your finishes, if you don't mind me asking? I'm just curious, man. Yeah, my <laughs> best sure was 30th. 30th was my best. 32nd, 34th. Wow. Um, so you were crowned 30 fittest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in, <laughs> yeah, back in the days, back in the days, yeah, you can you can say that. So, yeah. Well, man, come on, don't sell yourself short. I mean, last year or in the last open, you ranked in what thirty eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in the Masters, I was thirty first. Thirty first, thirty first in the thirty five, thirty nine category. The open category with the young guns, I didn't check. Probably like four hundred, five hundred worldwide, but like the Masters division is now like what I compare myself at the moment. Well, just to give people an idea, myself, I ranked, and this is my first year, I ranked like 87,000th in the world where you ranked 31st. Now, how is that? I mean, how is your how is your preparation for that? Just out of curiosity, were you going into it hoping to make the games as a master's athlete? Because they changed the format this year, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that must have sucked. Yeah. that like Of course, the goal was to get to that top 10 spot and go to the games, but the uh, conditions just was not there last year. I just wasn't like prepared enough, uh, not enough good shape. I had like 2017, 2018, I was kind of like just training for fun, not competing at all. And then 2019, when I uh, I was going to turn th uh, 35, I decided I'm going to compete again. 
And then I trained like eight, nine months pretty hard before the Open. And then I did the Open and the online qualifiers. So that was season last year. And now it's time for the 2020. Last year, you was it last year you won the Battle of the East on the teams, correct? Yeah, we had a team last year. And we won it. It was really, really tight race with a couple other teams. But we, we managed to get on the top at the end. So that's, that was a good experience. That's amazing, man. That's pretty cool. Now, how was the format after the Open? Because it was the Open and then you guys had to do another qualifier, correct? Or no, was there, there wasn't one? Yeah, they take top 200 per age group after the Open. And after that, they reset all the scores. And then a couple of months after that, there's online qualifier. They give you like five new workouts and you have like five days to complete those. And out of those five workouts, they invite top 10 to the games. And that's basically how it works. Oh, wow. That's in five workouts, five days. So that's basically a workout a day. Yeah. Basically, it's like open weekend. They announce the workouts on Thursday. You have to complete them by Monday. So you have that same time period as you have open workout, just one workout. But now you have to complete like five workouts. So it's a pretty tough weekend overall. Wow, that, that sounds tough. That sounds like tough on the body, so to speak. We'll get into that later. But what's your background? What got you into CrossFit before CrossFit evolved? You know, you've been, obviously, you're old school. You've been doing this since 2009, since it started, basically. So what were you doing before that? Yeah, I've been doing lots of different sports since I was six years old. I could say my main background is track and field and ice hockey. Ice hockey especially is really big in Finland because it's a winter sport. So track and field and ice hockey were my main main sports. I also tried like some other sports. Like I played like a couple seasons of soccer, volleyball, cross country skiing, sports like that. But like the most credit I give that uh, track and field and ice hockey, definitely. What did you play in hockey? Well, what position you play? I was a forward. Oh, you were a forward? Yeah. So you were fast, quick with the hands, so to speak? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. At that time, I was like a small guy with pretty fast on the skates. So I was like a forward, not like really physical player yet. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That's where the mentality comes from. Because, I mean, you got to have a lot of mental grit in terms of, you know, you get that from hockey. Definitely. I've met a lot. I've had a lot of friends that played hockey and their mental capacity was a lot better than most sports because you're getting hit all the time too. Yeah, so. yeah. How did that translate into CrossFit? I think it translates pretty well because like in the sports like ice hockey or track and field, you have to be pretty disciplined with your training. So it's like that work ethic that you need in CrossFit, it comes from those sports and some other sports as well. But yeah, I think that has the huge effect for the CrossFit for that's me. A, yeah. That's amazing, yeah. It's pretty cool that you came from a high-impact sport like hockey and the track and field. I mean, you see a lot of crossover, especially from track and field with the uh, VO2 max and just maintaining that endurance throughout. James was just up here. He said you were a really good runner and a swimmer too. So the track and field, did you swim also or is it with just running? Or Yeah, I would say I did lots of running in track and field. My swimming is not great. It's like average. But my running used to be really strong back in the days before CrossFit. I guess it's still okay, but like that was the thing I did in track and field. And the most important thing that I credit from track and field was that we get used to the weights. We did lots of weight training, squats, cleans, snatches. So that kind of gave the basic strength, like when you started doing CrossFit training for those moments already. So yeah, that helped a lot. And of course, you need running as well in CrossFit. So if you have solid running background, you can like have a good benefits in CrossFit. 
let's kind of shift away a little bit from CrossFit and just go into master's category. Myself and you were, were over the age of 35, a lot changes in the body, training methods. How has your training changed over the last, like, say, four or five years compared to when you were in your 20s? Like when I was 20s, I trained a little bit higher, higher volume. And I did more also like, like max lifts. I could max out almost like not every day, but multiple times a week. Now, when you get older, every time you lift really heavy, the risk for the injuries is getting higher. So I don't lift like max weights that often anymore. I barely ever max out in the training. I might go like a moderate weights. Maxing out is not I do really often anymore. Another thing, like you have to be smart with the volume, like how much you do and listen to your body and change the training plan on the spot if needed. Like before I would try like almost full week ahead and I would stick to that like no matter what. But now I just might go like eight at a time. I listen to my body a little bit more than when I was like 25 because the recovery is like, it's a little bit slower. Yeah. And you could get away with a lot more when you're in your 20s. I mean, at least I could. You know, you can pull something and be like, all right, fine. I can still go train the next day. And now it's like you pull something and you go and train. Something else is going to pull after that. It's just a spiraling effect, at least for me, though. Yeah. So do you kind of put on the brakes when you see your hamstring acting up or something like that? Do you put on the brakes a little bit and shift gears a little? Or Yeah, I do that. Like If I feel like there's something nagging in the shoulders or like hamstrings or knees, I just stay away from the movements that aggravates that kind of parts in the body. I still keep training, but like just modify a little bit like what you can do. So training never really stops. You have to go like day, day-to-day basis to see how you feel. I've been pretty lucky actually not having that many injuries during the time of the CrossFit, but there's always like some nagging pains in the body. So they have to be like really, really smart when you train that you're not pushing to the injury. So now, what about the people that have the fear of, if I take time off, or if I don't train this body part as hard as I do, I'm going to lose the muscle, or I'm going to lose it. I mean, you're, with your experience, what can you say to that notion? Because there is that fear amongst a lot of athletes and a lot of people that go to the gym where, oh, if I, if I don't deadlift my you know, 3RM, I'm going to lose it. So I think that fear is like exaggerated. Like, I think you lose less than what people usually think about it. Like, let's say if you don't heavy squat for like, like a month or like three weeks or something like that, you don't lose that much strength. The same thing applies for the other movements as well. But I think it's more fear than actual thing, like how much you might lose, like if you're not doing like some specific movement, I think. All right. And now a lot of people hit plateaus. And when you get to your category and your experience in CrossFit, especially, because I mean, we'll all hit our PRs and we'll all get to certain numbers within, like you said a little while ago, for the first four years, the first three years. But when you start hitting those plateaus, how do you kind of break through them? Even if it's a body plateau where you're trying to get your body to a certain percentage, fat percentage for an important meat or whatever it is. So how have you seen in your experience to break some of these plateaus? I think it all depends on the movements. Like, let's say for me, like some strength movements, like max lifts, like really heavy barbell movements, I don't PR anymore. And I'm fine with that. But then on on the other hand, like some other movements, like let's say ring muscle ups, like rope climbs, uh, handstand push ups, things like that, I can still see the progress even at 35. 
So it's all about the, like the big puzzle in CrossFit. Like you have so many different things to train that even if you hit the plateau, you can still like make progress as an athlete. Let's say in lifting wise, like you hit the plateau and you want to overcome that. I think then you just need to like specialize a little bit more for that area again and just doing less like other areas of CrossFit. So you just have to like prioritize that area a little bit more if your goal is to break that like specific plateau. Now, how often do you lift in order to maintain your current strength? You said you you change your program based off of feel and everything. And sometimes you'll do moderate and you don't really reach your, your PRs or get try to get close. How do you maintain everything throughout the year, so to speak? And not just from a CrossFit perspective, but in general, I mean, you're pretty ripped, dude. So you're a pretty big guy. You're pretty ripped. So, you know, a lot of people, especially at our age, are like, oh, if I don't go to the gym every single day and beat myself up, then, you know, I'm going to lose my body or I'm going to lose this. In reality, it's really not true. So how do you maintain and how can you kind of break that myth, so to speak? If the lifting, like only think about the barbell, I probably lift maybe every other day, like three, four times a week, moderately heavy. So I don't go heavy with the barbell like every day. Like I might done like 10 years ago. So maybe three, four times a week with the barbell. And then all the other areas of CrossFit, like gymnastics, like conditioning, like monostructural work, they go in between in those lifting sessions. But yeah, for me, it's like maybe three, four times a week. Three, four times a week, you're working out with like heavy lifting. With yeah, weights or with like, like heavier, heavier weights. There might be barbell in some of the workouts that I do on the other days than those, but it's not usually really... So like if it's a wad workout, which is yeah. a workout of the day that's lighter barbell work, like at a 135 or... Yeah. Well, to most people, that's heavy. <laughs> to you, that's on the lighter side, which is amazing, but... Yeah. So, all right, let's shift into something more important now, because I think this is something that a lot of guys wanted me to ask you, recovery. What do you do for recovery, man? Because a lot of guys are like, oh, his recovery is phenomenal. This guy's got, you know, what's your secret sauce? For me, as a recovery, I do stretching. When I, I have a day off from training, I do like one hour of just stretching workout. Also do stretching on the training days, usually at night. Necessary every night, but like at least a few times a week. I go to sauna every now and then. What type of stretching do you do? Usually like when I do it, it's like longer stretches, like 30, 40 seconds per muscle group. I stretch through the whole body. And that's usually like after the training is done or on the off days when it's before the before the training it's different kind of a stretching so it's more like just activating the muscles not doing like long stretches but yeah stretching is is one thing i do foam rolling a little bit sauna i go sauna like every now and then that's deep ingrained in your culture too i mean the sauna for a lot of the the scandinavian countries right i got that correct yes yes, (laughs) for a lot of the scandinavian countries like the sauna is like sauna and like cold plunges of been in like for recovery for hundreds of years, right? Like that's like a staple for you guys. Personally, I love the sauna. So you want to talk about that? Like you do that once a week, twice a week or? Here, I don't have a regular access to sauna. So I usually have to go to hotel or uh, some other place. So I usually go maybe once every two weeks, something like that. Back home, I would probably go like almost every day. And you mix it up with, if possible, you mix it up with something gold. Like you can go cold pool, the sauna alternating. Like the thing that we used to do in Finland, like sometimes you go to the lake like in the winter. So it's like 
sauna and cold water hopping into the lake. So yeah, that's the one thing I, I like to do. So what kind of stretches? You say you go into long stretches. Like, Do you go into a long like back bend, so to speak, or a cat-cow? Like, What are some of the key stretches you can give people? Um, like a hamstring stretch or a lizard pose or... Just like basic, like basic, like let's say hamstring stretch, the quad stretch against the wall, couch stretch. I can use bands for the shoulders, for example, lower back over the bench, like you lean over, pull one knee down, things like that. Like basic stretches, just body weight or using the bands. So that's something that I usually do. It's not the same routine like every time I switch it up. I do that like pretty regularly. So that's like a consistent staple for you. Now, what about in the morning? Like, Personally, like I wake up in the morning, I'm very stiff. Sometimes if I run or go on the assault bike for a little while, I actually, it loosens me up for the day. <laughs> so does that happen to you? I've talked to some other guys that are around my age and your age, and they've said the same thing. Is that the same for you? Like where you kind of get to loosen up in the morning or are you good to go, so to speak? Usually I don't do like lots of things like that early in the morning. If it's like, if I wake up, I usually like have a breakfast and come over here and start my training or I have my breakfast and come here coach the early morning classes. So does it take so. you a while to warm the body up though? Like to get, cause I wake up personally, I'm always stiff. A couple other guys, they're like, yeah, we're stiff. If we run for a 5k loosens up. Do you do that before your workouts? Like what gets your body warm and like sort of greases the wheels to get moving into a workout? Yeah. It depends on like, what's my, my first thing I'm going to do on that day. If it's more like, let's say barbell work, something like higher skill gymnastics, you need to spend a little bit more time like warming up, getting the joints loose, debris, be ready for that. But if you do like something more simple, monostructure like running or rowing or burpees, uh, you can do that pretty much. You're almost ready to go. So you don't have to do that much warm up for that. And when you do that, that kind of prepares for you what's next to come after that. So that's how I... Like I feel it all depends what you, what you're going to do on the first thing in the gym. What would you say to someone in their mid thirties, so to speak, that's thinking of taking up CrossFit or on the fence, so to speak, of doing CrossFit. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. There's a lot of injuries. What would you tell them to kind of change their mind? You can always think about that. There's like, you can get injured pretty much anywhere. You can twist your ankle when you walk in the street. You Playing football, you might uh, bust your knee. So the injury can basically happen like anywhere. And if you train smart, like if you have a good technique, if you have some guidance, especially if you're a beginner with CrossFit, I would say it's pretty safe. Just remember the good techniques in the moments. And I think if you keep those things in your mind, you like you save yourself from the injuries rather than go like straight all out without any guidance and bad technique. I think that's more likely that you might get hurt. Oh, it makes sense. Now, how important is consistency? Because as you said, you've been playing sports since you were six years old. I'm sure you've been doing it at a consistent rate throughout your life and even right now, well into your 30s. So how important is that? How much would you stress on just being consistent of going to the gym three times a week to attain that goal of your body or strength or whatever it is? Yeah, I think it's super important. Can't just take like, especially like if you're in the competitions, like you just can't take like three, four months off of training and then because it takes a long time to get back to that old level. And also like if you're just training for health, I think the consistency is the key. Like it doesn't have to be like two times a day, 
six times a week. But just like keep it, keep the ball rolling. Uh, I would say if you take a long break from training, it's really hard to come back. In the beginning, it feels really hard when you start training again. So I would say it's it's better to just keep it going, like and being consistent. Yeah, and with consistency in terms of training, there's also consistency in what we're putting into our body and the foods we eat and everything. How important is food for you? I know personally for me, food is food's a make or break for me these days. <laughs> you know, if something doesn't agree with me, then I feel like crap for two days. So how important is it for you? What can you say in terms of you know the foods that we eat and how it translates to performance? Yeah, it is super important. Like like how is your nutrition? And I think for the lots of CrossFit athletes, that might be actually the harder thing: nutrition versus training. I would say it's pretty easy to train hard, but it's much harder to eat enough and and clean. So that's the thing. Like I feel as well. Like the nutrition is harder, and it's also the thing that I I also trying to improve myself as well. But yeah, it's it's super important that you have you have a proper nu- nutrition. You get enough nutrients and from the clean sources. How important is it? Do you like measure your food? Do you just kind of use intuitive eating or like, are there certain foods that you stay away from that you don't eat like dairy products or something in terms of how it interacts with your body? Like I know for me personally, I have an intolerance to chicken. I can't eat chicken these days. For some reason, I just don't feel good when I eat it and it's all beef for me. So what are some of the things that you found that are your secrets, so to speak, that work for you really well. I don't track my macros. I've done that like few years ago, just to see how it works. I've done that in the past, like like short period of time. At the moment, I just eat by the feel. I try to eat enough so that it supports my performance. I just have like some like more like a thumb rules for my for my diet. Like let's say, don't eat much sugar. Don't eat refined like star, like white flour. Not that much like takeouts, but I don't have like a super like strict, strict awesome. diet. Yeah. So I would say it's like 80-20 rule, like 80% of the good stuff. Oh, that's awesome, man. And yeah. 20% of the like, you can have like cheats every now and then. Yeah. The body image tells pretty much like how you weight on the scale, how you look in the mirror. It's like I use those kind of like measurements to see like how my diet is going. So yeah, that's my nutrition like. Because you're ripped for a 35 year old, <laughs> you're in, you. you're in pretty damn good shape. Thank you. Yeah, you know, like I was I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, man, that guy's got he's figuring it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm 36 and I try to stick by the 80 20 rule. Also, that's what we've been preaching on this show since we started it. That 80 20 is the best way to go. Don't restrict yourself because restricting yourself mentally leads to like binge eating and all kinds of other stuff. So that's awesome to hear that. But is there anything else that you do in terms of besides food? I mean, your workout volume also, I mean, is your workout volume more intense? I mean, how? what are your workout? Are they 90 minutes, 20, you know, an hour? Or? Right now, my training volume is around, I would say, two to three hours per day okay. of training. It's usually like it's two sessions. The first session is like a little bit longer, like hour and a half, maybe two hours. And the second session is like, one hour or less. What would be in the first session? It usually like the first it all depends my schedule, like in the work. But usually the first session is a little bit like longer. That might contain like some lifting parts, maybe one or two workouts or imams or like a monostructural work. There's like a little bit more components on the first session usually. That's like 
hour and a half, maybe two hours max. And then usually the second session is, is really short. It might only be like one workout with warm up and cool down and one high intensity workout and that's it. And that would be probably like 40 minutes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Or it can be like just intervals with the machines. But it all depends on the my daily schedule at the gym. Sometimes the short session might be the first session of the day, like in the morning, just doing like quick workout and then do the longer session in the evening. So that's my training has been like last year or so. But 2017 to 2018, when I was not doing any competitions, I was just training once a day, 90 minutes maximum. So the volume was pretty low back then. But with that kind of a training, I was not able to compete like at the level I want to compete. So starting 2019, I started increasing the volume a little bit more towards the, the open. It wasn't enough, obviously, last year because I didn't qualify. But like still, I felt like I did the training I wanted to do. So Yeah, yeah well, I mean, dude, their new structure kind of screwed you too. Yeah, the new structure, I think, screwed everybody. It just sucked for the masters and everyone else and the teens too because, you know, essentially it just got cut. Yeah, it's tough, but like... It's still same for everybody. So yeah, if you want to go to the games, you just have to be like really, really good. So <laughs> that's true. That that's how it goes. True. Yeah. Now, when you talk about the training volume, uh, I'm just going to go back to it. And now you say so you work about you work out about three hours a day, so to speak. Two parts. You'll kind of break them into two parts, and that's four times a week or five days a week. Or I train three days on, and then I rest one day, and then again three days on. So it's three on one off. Like two two cycles. Okay. So the rest day is always like a different day on the week. I still listen to my body. Like sometimes if I feel like I'm really, really beat off after the second training day, I don't do the third one. That cycle is like shorter than it's two on, one off. But most of the days it's three on, one off, three on, one off. Right. That's so, how it goes. So I should stop pushing through it. Like there are days where I'll do two hard training days. I try to go three on one off and then two on and one off. And like some days I just get to that third day and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't even lift a barbell. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's when, that's when I should back off. Would you say? Yeah. I think maybe like, if you know that you're going to train three days in a row, not empty the bank on the first day, like save a little bit knowing that you still have to train like another two days. So yeah, that's what I usually try to think about. Like not putting the moments that makes me really, really sore on the very first training day, because I know that I still have to train like two more days after that. So yeah, I think that's how the approach. That's taken a smarter approach to it, to be honest with you, because I've always been like, all right, this is my schedule. I'm going to stick to it and not break it. But there were days where it's just like, dude, I can't even move after some of the workouts that you know I have just because the volume, the sheer volume on my body is like, I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> yeah. Know? So it's... Yeah, that's the hard thing about the programming, the training. I also do like some mistakes, like every now and then I pick some stupid stuff on the training days, which I think afterwards, like I should not have done that. So it's always like learning, like what works, what doesn't. And that I think that keeps things interesting as well. Well, that's awesome. Now, here's the last question. And this is sort of a really big, general, broad-based question. How has like exercise, functional exercise, CrossFit, bodybuilding, everything evolved over the last like, you know, 10 or 15 years? Like, how has it changed since being in the industry? I know for me personally, since I've been working out since I was 16. I've been playing sports kind of like you since I was like six years old. 
So I've seen huge changes, you know, from where it was at in the 90s to where it is today. And how do you see it all? Like from the CrossFit perspective, I've seen like huge different. Like when I started 2009, for example, in Finland, there was one CrossFit gym that was like five hours away from my home. Now we have like 50, 60 different gyms in Finland, for example. Also like how like people recognize like back in the days, I trained CrossFit in the global gym and people were like looking, they didn't know like what was this about. But nowadays, I think lots of people, they know what's CrossFit, even if you do CrossFit in the normal like bodybuilding gym. So the, the knowledge of the CrossFit is increased a lot. And also there's like a different avenues, like there's like more more for the people. There are like boot camps, there are like training centers that offer like a different kind of sports under the same roof. There's more group classes for people. So the selection for people to choose what they want to do for fitness is much broader these days. Like back in the like 90s, it might be just a gym, like uh, just lifting weights. So it's much broader these days what people can choose. And it's a good thing. Yeah, so that's how I feel like it's expanded over the last 10 years or so. What about numbers? I was watching the documentary about CrossFit when they first did the first CrossFit games and you know what they were doing in terms of the deadlift ladder and the clean ladder. And you know the numbers back then were just average numbers now. Whereas PRs now, like the numbers have just blown up in the last 10 years. Can you give me a reason why to like a, a novice athlete such as myself or other people, why the blow up was so big? I think it's the knowledge of the like the training methodologies. It's got much better these days. For example, Olympic lifting in CrossFit. I think like 10 years ago, people were not that good coaching Olympic lifting. People were not putting that much emphasis on those. These days, it's kind of like you must be able to snatch. You must be able to clean and jerk pretty well if you want to be successful in CrossFit. And that, of course, the numbers has gone up at the, at the same rate. So yeah, there's more knowledge how to train, more dedicated training for the lifts. I think that's mostly for Olympic lifting. I think like some other movements might still be not that much difference, like squats or, or things like that, like shoulder press. But like, I think in the Olympic lifting, I've seen the, seen the biggest change, the numbers that people lift these days compared to like 10 years ago. Wow. Wow. It's true. Methodologies have just like gone through the roof in terms of the last 10 years when it comes to working out in general. So I think it's amazing. And thanks, dude. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, you beating my ass at the Battle of the East. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks, having man. me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at the Project Kuwait. Thank you and join us next time.